0: show is a live broadcast of truth seekers and believers empowering the evolution of consciousness Raphael and celeste will dive deeper than the mainstream media while answering the mind's deeper questions and transforming conversations they will have unique guest speakers who will share knowledge tools and techniques to create coherence in our mind body and spirit
1: good morning ladies from new york i know it's uh, it's evening where you are How are you?
2: It's morning where I
1: am.
0: Yes. Ah. Yes. We're truly international tonight. We are truly international.
1: (laughs) Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. I know that Amanda asked you to be here with us today. And we were talking a little bit earlier about how this is a new thing for you. And I was telling you that sometimes a beginning is a great way to start, right?
2: Sure is. Absolutely. No, I'm very grateful to Amanda for inviting me to join you and uh, really exciting to do this. And yeah, Mm. starting new things, because I know one of the things, one of what we're going to talk about, uh, it affects the brain and the, or the the neurotransmitters in the brain. So when we do new things, uh, it's, it makes sparks and, you know, creates new experiences.
1: Mm, it does it does well i want to give a a nice shout out to celeste i know she couldn't be here she's having reception trouble she is backstage not in this stage but in an actual stage she's part of a huge production for mardi gras and um, i know she's having a blast anyways so we do miss you celeste i know she'll be with us again next week
0: yes can't wait to speak to her again
1: (laughs) yeah yeah You know, every time I get the chance, but I also want to want to bring your book up, Amanda, on, you know, what a great book. And Mm -hmm. I've had so much fun and just the topics and the way you bring things up. It's uh, it's very interesting and and lots of fun, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Anybody who does not have Amanda's book, you need to pick it up.
0: I had to try and bring some humour in. It's such, you know, mm. healing can be so heavy if we're not lightening it all yeah. the time. You know, we want to keep bringing the lightness back to it. It's what makes it uh, easier and less stressful to delve yeah. into and to open those Pandora's boxes that we feel we've got within us. So, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Why is it that we stress about almost everything? I mean, seriously, people stress about money, people stress about relationships, people mostly stress about themselves. We put so much pressure.
3: Mm.
1: Ladies, take it away. I want to learn from both of you because every time I get the chance to have someone in the room or in an environment that I can learn from, and I just want to sit back and just learn and learn and learn. So, t- talk to us about the stress cycle.
2: Hmm. Do you want to start, Rach? Sure. Um, the I think it's important to look at it from a start from a quite a simple point of you know place point of view. Uh, and I think absolutely, Raphael, we all stress and we stress about things that we really don't need to stress about. So there's obviously something has evolved in us as, uh, as a human race that perhaps this century or for the last hundred years, the, my question would be, do we stress more than they did hundred plus years ago. Um, so we know that life is faster and you know we've got all the technology at our fingertips all the time you know that there, there, there's, there's lots of different reasons why uh, it might be happening more. but mm. um, the, the simple stages really are to look at are that we go into alarm so something alarms us something puts us on edge whatever that thing might be. Mm. Uh, and oftentimes we notice that we are in that state of alarm and enough that we can say, oh, this isn't very comfortable. Uh, I need to do something about this. But because, as I've said, there's so many things going on around us all the time that sometimes we or often we stay in that alarm phase and then it goes into, we, we go into the next phase, which um, we can think of as resistance, where we start to try to adapt to that alarm and sort of almost tell ourselves, no, 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 I'm absolutely fine. No, 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 there's no alarm going on. There's nothing wrong. I'll just keep going as I am. Uh, and then, of course, again, over another period of time, and that could be, it and anticipate that it's quite some time, but it depends what level, how many of these stress uh, uh, streams you've got going on. So it could be quite fast that you then become exhausted. You just, mm-hmm. and that's when we would tip. Typically, in in our language, we might say, "Oh, I'm burning out." Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel like as I'm, I don't know what Amanda would think to this, but I don't think there is a, a linear time frame that is set. But I do think that those are the three. Uh, simple stages that we go Mm. through. Mm. What would you yeah what would you say Amanda in terms of you you know because I know with your book which Mm. I have a copy of right here.
1: uh, We'll have that copy yeah (laughs) uh,
2: that that you have you have delved into this you Mm. know quite uh, and in such a in such a a way that it is easy to understand you agree Raphael Mm. you know Mm -hmm. I mean obviously I'm also a practitioner but if I wasn't a practitioner, you put that layperson uh, persona on reading it, which I, I I did. And of course, knowing Amanda as I do, I mm-hmm. wanted to as well to read it really objectively. Mm-hmm. And you've you've just opened mm-hmm. it up as a conversation. Yeah, And I think
0: that's that's why I love, you know, obviously speaking with with beautiful, wise people such as yourselves and and other people about it, because I think then it brings out different elements of it and everybody stresses And I think that's the most important thing to remember is we're not alone in our stress, but often we want to think that we're alone in it and so we don't always share it. But that good old saying that mum used to say to me, you know, problem shared is a problem halved type, type thing, mm-hmm. we, we often forget that part of it. And I go back to that, ancient aspect of when we were created and we were all tribes people and if we weren't if we weren't safe if we weren't accepted by our tribe we'd be cast out into the wilderness to die Mm. and so we get stressed about, oh, my God, am I going to be accepted and am I going to be loved and am I going to be cared for and am I going to stay alive to the next day? And we almost subconsciously or we do subconsciously go into live, die, black, white, right, wrong, yes, no. Mm -hmm. And everything we're doing is in that bid for connection, to be able to be closer to those people around us and to be able to feel that we are being held in our stress and that we're not being cast out by it or in it. Um, And so I think that's a really important part. And to add on to what what Rachel says, under the surface, we've then obviously got the stress responses that are more commonly talked about, about the fight, flight, freeze. And then we take it a little bit um, further in kinesiology to fragmentation, which is the fall into pieces stage, And then the new part that's come out through polyvagal theory, which is about fawning or people-pleasing, which is um, another response that we often have to stress. So we have lots of different bits that I guess in our brain are being activated or within our body are being activated when we're in these cycles. And it all comes down to that idea of live-die, and that's the alarm part that Mm -hmm. Rach mentioned is, oh, my God, is this a situation where I'm still going to be okay at the end of Mm -hmm. it? This Mm -hmm. is scary as hell. Oh, my Mm -hmm. God, what do I do? Mm -hmm.
1: You you know, one of the things that, and, and Rachel, you you touched upon it, is the fact that people feel burnt out, right, Mm -hmm. and the fact that people become exhausted from it. And they yeah. actually take on the stress takes on a physical aspect, if you yeah. will, yeah. right? And when you you can even see it in somebody's face or their body mm-hmm. because they allow this entity, if you will, to take over, mm-hmm. and they become someone else, don't they?
2: Sure, absolutely. In fact, they. Uh, the, the fragmentation that amanda mentioned which i love actually that's one of the that was one of my favorite parts of your book um is that they lose who they are mm. and in fact we have a very very dear friend who we saw recently who's been under a lot of stress hmm, no let's start again for a number of years he's had mild stress through work and it's it's partly to do with wanting to perform well let's say mm-hmm. Various changes have taken place with the company that he works for. And I would suggest that there's a fear of losing his job has has started to play in. Mm-hmm. Now, his the, ma- naturally, when we're stress with the stress, it's our mind, isn't it? That is. So I would see that as the mind starts to have its own little story going on. And so as a result of this, as I say, ongoing stress, which is now elevated, uh, he's actually having some memory issues mm. and so it's it's and he used the word in describing how he feels at the moment he used the word dispirited mm. and that for me spoke volumes because if we look at it from the point of view of we have all of this intelligence within us we have our mental mind intelligence we have our emotional intelligence we have our physical intelligence etc cetera, etc cetera. we have the intelligence of our spirit or i would prefer to use the word essence Mm. so so essentially there there is it's as though he has become a mind on legs that's not connected to the essence of who he is i'm just using this obviously as an observation as an example Mm. Uh, but it's all very fragmented and separate so Mm. the person that he really is the true intelligence he doesn't have access to at Mm. the moment and it, it, we don't want to point the finger just at the mental mind and say, it's you. You've done this. <laughs> but at the same time, we, are su- we have such an imagination mm. within our mind that it can create all of those what if stories. Mm. So we start, well, what if this happened? as Amanda says, you know, it's live or die. Mm. because if you take somebody as we do in mandarin practice through a well what would happen if what what would it be like if that happened and you keep going what if what if and essentially people get to a point and they go oh it'll be absolutely nothing it'll be fine mm-hmm. very nobody has ever <laughs> said to me um well i die you know nobody has actually said that and mm. yet that's what we seem to be the programming seems to be
3: mm.
1: Yeah, You, you know, it, it's very interesting when we talk about death because it's, it's going to happen to all of us, right? And people stress about that, mm-hmm. right? I actually I had a, a really heart-to-heart conversation with a, one of my clients who actually is, has been given weeks to live.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and I had this conversation with him two days ago where he actually came into the understanding that it's going to happen for him sooner than he would like.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He's, he's only 44 years old,
3: okay.
1: which is super young. They gave him weeks to months to live. Mm-hmm. And he said, I've finally come to realizing that I have to enjoy these what, however many weeks, days or months I have left and I want to make peace with it. I don't want to stress over it. And That's some of his words that he said to me and I congratulated him and and let him know that there is nothing we can do mm-hmm. when it comes to that mm-hmm. because it's going to happen, right? It's mm-hmm. inevitable. Mm-hmm. But What can we do with the time that we do have left? Mm -hmm. Because if this young man stresses till the day it happens, he can't live now. No. He can't, even though his his time is limited. But Mm -hmm. I also said to him, listen, have faith. Because I've known other people who have, gone way beyond mm. what they were told mm. i've known people who've gone years past what their their doctors told them mm. so i said you know whether you do or you don't you don't know none mm. of us know no. wouldn't it be amazing if we did know <laughs> would that <laughs> i don't just know that do it would really?
2: no. <laughs> yeah you see but it, for is... me it would. Yeah, <laughs> see, I have my both my parents are 92. In fact, my mum will be 93 mm. in a uh, little over a week. And my dad is really her mum's carer. Mm. And he he frets about uh, I know it, would she have to go into a home? You're there? I'm here?
3: Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I um, will you back. Good, we've got her um you know my what what is going to happen and there's a there's not been a conversation around death but there's the bit in between now but my and, connection lost
1: we actually have you amanda we have you maybe her connection's lost but amanda yeah you're oh, still no. here with us Perhaps you, you're come still back. with us amanda i'm going to send her a, a a uh, uh, message in the private chat
2: yeah good idea so,
1: um so, so go
2: ahead yeah so i've been saying you know he understandably is worrying he this is a man who doesn't believe in stress by the way mm. uh, you know he was a captain of industry we say um and uh but he's of course he's coming towards the end of his life whenever it is but he's worrying about lots of little things hello <laughs> And I'm saying, Daddy, don't don't enjoy now. Mm. You know, we I'm here now. I'm helping you now. So it's exactly what. Oh, she's dropped we, out now.
1: We, she'll come back. <laughs> it's exactly
2: what you're saying. You know, but and I've then of course as as the as the daughter, I have a brother who's there at the moment, and you know, it, of course, it would be lovely to know how we will resolve whatever issues we might need to resolve. So there's uncertainty. And it's so, it's the uncertainty that creates the stress, isn't it? Then, which is is what you're saying about your friend, and you he realized that actually he could just breathe each day and make the most of that and whatever that would mean, you know, to him, right? Yeah, Yeah. so you you um, know, yeah,
1: one of the things that he said to me is that he's. For as long as he's known me, which is probably almost 25 years, he said, I've never faltered in the way I am, in the way I treat him, in the kindness I've shown to him, even Mm -hmm. though he hasn't shown me kindness throughout this time. And I said to him, I said, because you're a beautiful soul. So to me, no matter how someone treats me, I know that we're all beautiful souls. Sure. You may not act accordingly at times.
2: Of course.
1: And, and that's that's what happens.
2: Yeah. Oh, Amanda,
1: yes. you're back. Actually, Amanda, I gotta oh. tell you, we never lost you. You lost us. Oh, didn't you? I um <laughs> yeah.
0: the whole the whole screen went funny and it said there was an issue with um StreamYard. And I was like, Oh my goodness. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies. Amanda, for that. let me ask you, let
1: me ask you something. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Are you stressing? No, okay. Not at all. I actually feel really fine.
0: (laughs) I was like, "Oh, they'll carry on if they're still there. I'm going to check on them somewhere else to see."
1: That's thank you. Know this was actually a test on you. I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) You kicked me off, didn't you? (laughs) We wouldn't do that.
1: We were we were were testing your stress level. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But Um. you you know, things happen in life, and we were just Mm. talking about that and how we have to take everything in stride. Mm-hmm. We really, really have, the only people we have control over is actually there's only one
3: person.
2: Ourselves. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We do in kinesiology, one of the, uh, I think one of the very basic things we learn about is it's about responding rather than Mm. reacting. Mm. And, you know, yep, sure. We are human. There are moments Mm. where there can be a fire up and a reaction. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The awareness is, okay, pull that back. Can I choose to do that differently? How can I, you know, responsibility, one of my Mm. favorite things is the ability to respond. Yeah. So, you know, as a parent, uh, my girls are, Adults now, but, you know, uh, when I was when they were going through those teenage years, you know, and you might react a certain way. And then I say, no, I have. And I could say to them because I was mm. studying kine- or uh, starting out as a kinesiologist, I suppose, then, you know, I have the ability to respond to this differently. Can we have that conversation again? Mm, so yeah. it's so beautiful. It's such a, mm. a wonderful thing to be able to do. And, mm. and we can all do that. Um, just, yeah, and I can choose to do this differently.
0: I've done it in the middle of an argument with my partner.
2: Like, well, hang on, back <laughs> yes, up, babe. Yes. This isn't you.
0: This is my truth. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes. darling. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love that. Yeah. He's never said no to backing out, by the way, of the argument. He's never said, <laughs> oh, no, can we can we keep yeah. going?
2: yeah. For sure. Well that's
1: a smart partner.
0: (laughs) But you know, he does the same. I think this is my stuff, you know, not yours. And it's it's a beautiful, as you say, response rather than going into that reaction. Mm. And yeah, it takes practice and work. (laughs) Does it to practice? Does.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things that and I, I. By the way, my son just turned twenty two yesterday. So, oh. Oh. happy birthday, my little guy. He's he's yeah. still my even though he's taller than me. I'm six oh. one. Wow. He's six two, and my other son, who's younger, is six three. So, oh. boys. Wow. Yes. but yeah. yes, they're no longer children, right? No. <laughs> but to me and to you, I'm sure, Rachel, mm. they're still your babies, right?
2: For sure, and um Always always will be and one of the things that i one of the the areas that i like to work with is uh women of a certain age my sort of age group who are you know empty nests so the children have flown the nest Mm. uh and it's that little sort of physiologically there's the menopause time you know which Mm is a time to do things differently and um, mm-hmm. what I say to other 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 mothers is we are still their mother we I will always be the mother to my daughters but I do not need to mother them anymore mm-hmm. unless they come to me uh for some mothering you know but it's mm-hmm. it's you we we have we have to learn to shift that um, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that it's something and of course it's the same for fathers uh, uh, it is it is there for fathers it's mm. just it's just different you know mm, uh, I can't tell you what that experience is because I'm not a father <laughs> uh, and as Amanda knows with the ages that your children mm. are Amanda uh, you you know they are they are giving you the information mm. and the instruction uh, sometimes more, more uh, blatantly than at other times you know like no do, I don't need you to mother me um, but yes. please be my mum mm. yeah And I think that
0: moving from, um, I remember you saying it to me on multiple occasions about moving from that verb, doing the mothering, to being the noun of just being mum. And that's, I'm so pleased that I learned that relatively early in my children's life. It's Mm -hmm. been certainly the last three or four years. I'm much, and my children are now 15 and 17. And so for me it's okay, is this a situation where I need to jump in and do the mothering or is this one where I stand back and I be mum and I'm here if, you know. And there's been cases where they've come up and wanted the mothering and I've been able to say to them, I trust you've got this. And if you don't, then I will be able to step in and support you. But give it a go because I reckon you've got it. Yeah. and often they come back and they're like oh yeah we did didn't need that yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah do you see that with your with your sons raphael do you see that they do they come because there's a natural thing as well with uh you know the the connection to mother and then at a certain age there's more of a connection to father do you see do they come to you for that fatherly uh interaction advice um, I, I've, later, I've taken whatever? It.
1: I've taken it somewhat differently because for me, it's, well, not not that much different, but for me, it's always been, I am, I am blessed to have you. And uh, it's an honor to be your dad. So mm-hmm. I, I take it that way with my kids. And mm-hmm. I let them know that
3: mm-hmm.
1: no matter how many mistakes they make, there's unconditional love,
2: sure. Yeah.
1: for sure. Yeah. And so I'm also, you know, I am divorced, not by choice, but I'm not divorced from my kids, and sure. I let them know that. Yeah. And I also let them know that no matter what their mom and I had that we separated, it's not because of them. So I don't want them mm. to stress on that mm-hmm, because yeah. so many kids from divorced parents mm-hmm. go through this turmoil, if you will, mm-hmm. of, oh my God, I got to please my mom. Oh my God, I got to please my dad. Mm-hmm. And, and and I said to them, and when we first got divorced, she was unfortunately very selfish. And mm-hmm. she I think she went through a midlife crisis. And... <laughs> She was partying all the time and all this stuff. So I was the the structure for my kids to always Mm. fall upon and say, Mm. whatever you guys need, I'm there for you. Where my own children turned around to their mom and said, who's the adult in this relationship? And I was Mm. like, I was taken back by my own kids (laughs) because I let them know that, They've always been a gift, not only to me, but to their mom, too. Mm -hmm. And I believe that all children, we're lucky because they come to teach us how to be parents. We didn't know how to be parents, didn't we?
3: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) Still, right? Still. (laughs) we. And even though your kids are 15 and 17, Amanda, they're still teaching you how to mother. Mm-hmm. How and, and I'm sure they're teaching their dad how to father. So it's it's listening to our kids that allows us to be better parents, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. one of the things that always drives me nuts is when we or I hear people say, do as I say, not as I do.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Because if I'm going to lead by example, mm-hmm. then I should be that example. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the stress cycle for children, we cannot put our problems on them to bear yeah. because we're going to sh- create a stress mm-hmm. that's not healthy. Absolutely. Like,
2: Yeah. And the like, just like Amanda was saying, in terms of, you know, when if if you're having a uh, in the midst of something with your partner and then being able to go, oh, hang on, this is my Mm stuff. We we have to do that with our kids, too. Mm -hmm. I remember pointing this out to my husband at one point when uh, one of our daughters was going through something and uh, dads like often like to fix things. Um, you know like they see a, they see that their child is going through something it's like what's what how can I fix this what's the answer mm. uh, not just to their kids either but um, you know I'd looked at him and I very gently said this is yours you know mm. pointed it out don't put that on her mm. um, you know she, she's, she's going through this thing we don't fully understand what it is but she doesn't need to carry what is you know what is her, uh, his mine you know uh, and and that continues you know the mm. the, the, the girls are twenty nine and thirty three and that mm. continues in terms of you know choices we are making experiences we are having mm. not to place it into their hands because I also believe you know we we uh, we we choose general I'm making a generalization uh, we choose to have children bring them into the world. It is uh, how we resp- how we then uh, respond to that and give them that love mm. is how we choose to do it. Uh, mm. It isn't their job, if you like, to reciprocate that. Mm. You know I've worked with parents over my years in practice of uh, you know well I, I want them to love me like I love them. Well you know, that's not what they signed up for. Mm -hmm. Uh, in a sense. And as you said, Raphael, you know, we're here to learn how to parent. Uh, They're not here to learn how to be our children. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Mm
1: -hmm. You you know, one of the things that I've always said is that we don't choose our parents. No. But in in, in retrospect, our parents, as parents, we Mm -hmm. don't choose what child we get, do we? So in our defense, because sometimes we're gonna get a kid. Like I have two boys, right? One is so different than the other.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: One is very structured, very disciplined, and the other one was mayhem, if you will. Right? <laughs> Crazy. Whatever, it didn't matter, wouldn't care about it, anything. But lately. And that's my younger one. He's 18. Now, super responsible.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Understanding that his actions reflect not only upon him, Mm -hmm. but other people. Mm -hmm. But it it came from the lessons. And one of the things that I always, even though my ex and I got divorced, right? My son was three months old and my other one was three years old I've always said to my children you need to respect your mom Mm -hmm. at all costs Mm -hmm. because no matter what you do no matter what she does how Mm -hmm. she is she's your mother Mm -hmm. and I would never let my children say anything ill of her
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and I never showed them that I had any disrespect for her no matter mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. So as parents, we have to remember one thing, even if we're going through a divorce, right? And, and in the beginning when that divorce was, it was not nice, it was not mm-hmm. nice at all. But I would never ever show my kids that there was any animosity between their mother and me mm-hmm. because I wanted them to be loved unconditionally. Yeah from both of us and a lot of people don't realize that because when they get divorced they forget Mm -hmm. that hey you know what and i've always told i i recently had a conversation with my son i said you know i still love your mom he's like what i said yeah because i i got together with your mom because i loved her i married her because i loved her and for me It doesn't matter what someone is going to do. There's still that love. Mm -hmm. To me, love is love. Mm -hmm. You can taint love, yes, because of the actions that you may do. But if we go back to the raw love that we had in the beginning, Mm -hmm. and we remember that, especially because we had these beautiful kids together,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I think that's something that we need to share with our children. No matter how we feel about our previous partner, right? Mm-hmm. So my kids understood that all along. And mm-hmm. there was never that stress that I put up, because we are talking about the stress cycle. I mm-hmm. didn't want them to feel mm-hmm. that maybe I didn't like their mother or whatever. Sure. I mm-hmm. still showed them that, hey, you know what? And there were some times where I would, uh, she, she would get on the phone, and I would actually have to I'd have to hang up on her because Mm -hmm. the way she was talking and I would say, are the children there? Yes, click. Mm. And she would call back really Mm. angry. Mm. And I would say, when you calm down, when you relax, because I don't want the kids to see you in a negative way.
3: Mm.
1: I want them to love you unconditionally Mm. the way we love them because I know you love your children. And I would say this to her, you love your children just as much as I do. So, but Mm. now... She and I can actually have a conversation, and, and it's a beautiful thing because what every so often she'll she'll send me a picture and she'll it's it's me and her and she'll go, remember this time? I'm like, Yeah, that was beautiful. Nice, and that's
3: gorgeous, yeah.
1: But had I had gone in the other way,
3: mm-hmm.
1: would she even be able to do that? I don't mm-hmm. think so. No, yeah. but showing not only my children, but showing her that hey you know what we may have fallen apart that's okay Mm -hmm. but we had something at one point and it's something that we cherished so do we stress on the relationships that we've had i i don't for me it's it's a little different at the age of 18 i i let all of that animosity go towards my family Mm -hmm. i came from a a a family where there was abuse left and right, physical, mental, all kinds Mm -hmm. of crazy abuse. Mm -hmm. And at the age of 18, I said, you know, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. And I stopped Mm -hmm. blaming people. Mm -hmm. And I just said, it had to have been because of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I let go of that stress at a very Mm -hmm. early age. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I only wish that I would have known it sooner this is why I didn't want my kids to have any
2: yeah sure
1: so the beauty that I see as a parent is that we are basically guides Mm -hmm. to our children yeah that's my two bits and I'm going to stick with it
0: it's great. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I completely agree. I often say that my children have learned a lot through osmosis of just watching me walk my talk over the last seven years. Mm-hmm. And there are times that I, I have lamented those early years where things mm-hmm. were so toxic in the house and they had to, I guess, be witness to so much that was going on. And I spent so long trying to protect them. And then there's a time where you need to step back from protecting them a little bit. For me, obviously, it was leaving the marriage. I couldn't mm. be there to protect them all the time. And, you know, that was a really huge challenge for me. And I've had many chats with my children about how that felt for me to know what I was leaving them with mm. and and hoping that, that that wouldn't be the way that it would turn out. Now, mm luckily my eldest protected my youngest Um, and but again then bore the brunt but the the difference in them now is huge because I've Mm. said to them it's okay you know the same way that we say sometimes we didn't choose our children I completely believe that from a soul perspective we did we chose the children who were going to teach us the lessons we need to learn as mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. and they chose us mm-hmm. to guide them in the way that we are mm-hmm. and you know i often say that to them even when they cross with me i'm like you chose me <laughs> 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 you signed
2: that contract so clearly <laughs> yeah. you didn't yeah. want me <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. i think one of the things that as well listening to to both of you but particularly Raphael, to you in terms of the the choices that you made in how you responded, you know, way back, you know, when that Mm -hmm. divorce came about and that separation, which obviously, uh, as you described, doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like it was straightforward and smooth, but you gave your children certainty. So before, Mm -hmm. when I was mentioning when we'd lost Amanda for a moment, and I was mentioning my dad, the, the stress that he is experiencing Really is to do with the uncertainty and the not knowing how things are going to be. Mm-hmm. Actually, as a parent, no matter what the situation is, uh, is part of that unconditional love. You know, we could write pages and pages, couldn't mm-hmm. we, of what it actually means? Mm-hmm. But, but perhaps one of the top things in that uh, demonstration of love is, is the consistency of it and the continuity. Um, so that they always know, as Amanda said, whether they're you're cross, they're cross with you, or things are just a bit down for the day. There is this, uh, you know, there's no question you love them no matter what. So the certainty takes some of the stress or anxiety or worry away. Uh, I think is what I'm meaning by that, but certainly. Yeah, it's it's a comfort, a more comfortable place to sit, and like mm. uh, you know, the belonging and the you know, I am safe. It's 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 very much part of that which takes us back to what your book says, Amanda, in terms of uh, live or die. You know, like mm. it's it's we're, it's so simple, yet mm. we make it so complex. Mm.
0: And I think with life being so uncertain, having those people that we are certain are going to stand by us is Mm. so vital and important. Mm. And I'm going to throw a question out to you too. Do you find that the more you've done this work and immersed yourself in it, that need for certainty in life, maybe because of the connections you've made or whatever, or the work that you've done within yourself, (laughs) is there less of a need to be certain in life with the uncertainty that's always presenting itself. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, I think it does, it does make, make sense. sense. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of yeah. certainties and uncertainties yeah. in this, Yeah. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, well, the word that popped into my head immediately was is faith. Mm. Uh, and, and faith in whatever happens, I've got this. Whatever happens, I can navigate this because mm. I can tap into the intelligence of who I am. That's Mm. how I that that's now I'm not necessarily suggesting I nail that 100 percent of the time, (laughs) but I'm very aware when I'm Mm. not nailing it Mm. enough to go. Hmm. Okay. what do I need? You know, and I come into this little office of mine and, you know, do some uh, some inner work to. And if I can't do that, as Amanda would know, you know, you go and you find your person uh, to help Mm. you through it. Uh, But, yeah, that inner knowing. Uh, And one of those, that lovely phrase of intimacy in terms of into me, I see, Mm. I look in, okay, something's out of order, that's creating this uh, stress around the uncertainty when actually I know that either I can't do anything about it, or just trust, it'll be fine, or whatever the response is. Mm-hmm. What would 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 you what would your what would your answer to her question be, Raphael?
1: Well, I, I want to touch upon one thing earlier. Mm-hmm. What, what you said, Amanda, is that your older one looked up for your younger one, mm-hmm. and minded as well. Mm. But what mine did, I had to remind him that he was not his father.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: right because I have two boys, so the older one always tried to father the younger one. And I said to him, I said, that is not your role. Mm -hmm. I said, you need to let him make mistakes. You need to let him fall down. Mm -hmm. You can help him up. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is I teach martial arts and when the kids are sparring, they're fighting, they have all the gear on, they fall down and they can't get up. They look like the little weeble lovers, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but one of the things I never do is help them up, ever. And the mm-hmm. parents are like, oh, my God. I'm like, no, you pull away. You stay there. They need to get up on their own. Mm-hmm. And so I have taught this to my son over and over. And there was they used to fight a lot, <clears throat> my boys. I would say in the last three years, they have not really been fighting at all. I mean, it was physically, physically. Mm-hmm hard fights and I'm like you guys are trying to kill each other I said you can't do that and they didn't live with me unfortunately I mean I used to you know pick them up and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. they lived with their mom and so for me it was always letting him know it's okay for your brother to make mistakes Mm -hmm. I said but you have to be there Mm -hmm. and support him in Mm -hmm. a loving way yeah but Don't father him. I said, Mm -hmm. I'm not even fathering him. Mm -hmm. I said, because we learn from our mistakes. And if you're Mm going to fix every little thing, he Mm -hmm. will be broken Mm -hmm. forever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So when we think about the stress that we put on ourselves, the certainty, right? There are two things that I am very certain of. The sun will come up and it will go down. That's it. Mm -hmm, That's the only two things that are certain. The other Mm -hmm. things that help me have some some divine intervention into my life are my habits. Mm -hmm. What habits do I have that I can do every day? But I don't even let that be certain
3: Mm -hmm. because
1: I change my habits every day because mm -hmm. I am totally aware of what they are. For example, I'll say to myself, huh, did I put my left shoe on yesterday? Or did I put on my right shoe first? So I change everything that I do every day. So I know that my tomorrows are going to be different than my todays. This is why, when we spoke earlier, you said, "How am I doing?" I said, "Exceptional," but I'm ch- I'm getting better every day. But I'm also going to be different. So yeah. when you ask me tomorrow, mm-hmm. I hope to be better yeah. than I am today.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So when mm-hmm. it comes to certainty, when it comes to understanding who we are, it's not that easy, is it?
2: No. no i think we spend a lot of years forgetting that it could be easy until we Mm. reach a point and we think oh hmm." and then we start reviewing it and then it's as amanda said earlier you know it's like it's hard it's like no no actually we know all of it we know we've just forgotten yeah yeah Yeah. but i love the idea that every day is different uh Mm. uh Sagittarian in me is loves that, particularly in terms of just it feels like life then is an adventure every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah.
3: It's
2: always new opportunities on the horizon uh, that you can reach out for. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: one of the things that I, I'm always I change all the time, and what I mean by that is, is I have a couple of different businesses, and in all my businesses, I change the outlook. Mm-hmm. I change the feeling for my clients, so sometimes my clients will walk into my. I have physical spaces, and they'll walk in. They'll go, "Okay, what's different?" They're, they're looking around. <laughs> what, what did he do now? <laughs> because for me, it's that different sense. Like I'll have candles, and mm. I'm, it's it's crazy because I go, "Okay, what kind of scent do I want them to to feel mm. when they come in? What kind of smell? What?" Kind? And people walk in, they go. Oh my god. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, smells so different. It smells like this. This reminds me of that. So when we think mm-hmm. about memories as well, right? Mm-hmm. Because memories can also bring stress. Sure. Right. Yeah. So a smell, a taste, a feeling mm-hmm. can help us understand how we feel, yeah. how we should react to certain things. Yeah. So for me it's always trying to bring lightness and and, and beauty. Mm -hmm. because there is so much stress in in our lives. But we, to me, I don't believe we need to have that and we need Mm -hmm. to harp on it. Mm -hmm. I think what we really need to do is discover what tips, what tools we can use Mm -hmm. to have a not stress free because there is going to be stress even if you don't want it but Mm -hmm. to have a stressless life if you will Mm -hmm. as as least as possible to make everything as as beautiful we have the opportunity to make every day beautiful Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and you know what there are going to be people in our lives no matter how hard we try they're going to try to mess it up. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happens. yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, Raphael, about um, putting pressure on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we do that from a very young age. Uh, I think our uh, the Western education system, for instance, you know, like work hard, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that sort of culture. And um, I was just doing a session before actually, earlier with a lovely young lady in New Zealand and uh, you know, she was talking about the good, you know, good versus bad, right versus Mm. wrong. So, you know, that's Mm. something else that seems to be uh, drummed into children Mm. because it surely they're not born knowing uh, the the dualities. Um, So then that pressure we put on ourselves starts young and the expectation Mm-hmm. comes from and it's as so many people say to me oh no nobody else is putting me under pressure nobody else has got any expectations it's just me I'm doing it to myself mm-hmm. um, and uh, I like to think that um, expectation has a cousin called overwhelm and so then you've got so much expectation that you go into overwhelm mm-hmm. and fragmentation you know we've gone through some stages of stress already uh mm-hmm. and it's it's a, it's it's not a comfortable place to be if you get stuck there mm-hmm. if you get if you're in it and enough awareness conscious awareness to realize oh i'm going down that path again mm-hmm. what can i do so what am my ex what is the expectation? um Mm. and you know i had an expectation for instance that when the guy came to take a gas pipe off because we're having some kitchen work done that Mm. he would take it off in the right place (laughs) i realized after i got into bed last night that oh uh mm, i need to go and look at it and i came downstairs and uh, he has taken it off, and he's capped it, and it's all very lovely. But I believe I might be right in thinking that it's still in the wrong place in terms of where the new kitchen cabinet is going to to go.
3: Mm.
2: And that sort of like you know irritation, whatever, sort th- mm. of bottled up inside me. But when I you know went through it, it, it was my expectation that. He would know I wasn't present. It's not about that, but mm. you know, just the expectation of it. Does that make sense? Mm. It's a funny oh, yeah. little example, but it's just an yeah. everyday. I, mm. I'm not talking about uh, you know achieving great success in something. It's it was just a gas pipe, uh, but there was an expectation that I don't feel has been met, and therefore there was a little stress. Mm. Mm. Simple as, and then of course, the answer well, you know, if it's not right, he will need to come back and take another chunk off. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a lovely I think- process to go to through last night for five minutes mm-hmm. before this morning's, um, uh, <laughs> podcast. So, I rather liked it.
0: And I think that's a beautiful point is that we often get it's not necessarily always those big expectations mm-hmm. that are the issue. It's often those little ones chunking mm-hmm. away and this little expectation on that's gone wrong. And, and of course, then we're training the brain, okay, so what else is going to go wrong? So yeah. what else is going to go wrong? Yeah. And And we start then looking subconsciously for more of those things to back up the fact that, you know, this first expectation was wrong. It's like those dominoes. And it's like those people who wake up in the morning and go, oh, you know, Mm. it's a terrible day already. It's, oh, that's it, you know, Mm. I've just got to get through today until tomorrow.
3: Mm.
0: And it's like, well, the next moment is the next moment to choose. (laughs) But they're going into, well, now that one thing's gone wrong, I expect everything's going to go wrong. So what happens so many things go wrong because they're looking for that next thing to go wrong yes
2: Mm. yeah
1: i I have to tell you that it's 5 21 a.m for me (laughs) and my day started beautifully (laughs) with (laughs) two beautiful women who are not only in touch with who they are but you're here to help other people establish their lives a little Mm. bit I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you both if you have a chance in the private chat, put in whatever links you want me to send people to. And I'll put them up on here for, as well. This way we can have you share more of you with other Thank people. You. But you're right. When we wake up in the morning, how do we wake up?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it A lot of times, if you, if you will, here's, here's what I'm going to tell you what I did last night before I went to sleep. I went to sleep in gratitude. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I thank I I did my prayers. I prayed for my children. I prayed for the loved ones in my life. I prayed even for ones that are no longer in my life. And you know, I pray that they're looking down at us and 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 approving of some of the things that we're doing down here, right? Mm -hmm. And then I also asked for guidance. Mm for guidance so that I can be a better person, for guidance so that I can impact more knowledge into the world. Because when we think about our purpose, if we don't know what our purpose is, then we have to ask for what is Mm -hmm. our purpose. Mm -hmm. I know what my purpose is. And I asked for that guidance to continue with -hmm. the purpose. And then I even said, is this my true purpose? Mm-hmm. If not guide me in that. Mm-hmm. So that's how I went to sleep. So when I wake up every morning, my intentions all have already been put forth mm-hmm. so that I can have a great life. So I can make a difference mm-hmm. today. And mm-hmm. I asked for that
3: mm-hmm.
1: right before I fell asleep. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's and how it was- I go to sleep every morning. And yeah. when I woke up. <laughs> Then I also went through more gratitude.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. Listen, the first thing I said, "Thank you, I'm alive." Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Do we put that stress on ourselves? The first thing we wake up, we say, "Hey, you know what? Let's say." All, all week long, we've been stressing about whatever day is we have a big thing happen. Let's say Thursday, this big thing is happening. And Monday, I start stressing. Tuesday, I start stressing. Wednesday, and even the night before, I'm like, oh, I'm so stressed. This is going to happen tomorrow. And sometimes we stress, and there's no reason to. Sure. Because it goes smoothly anyway. Yeah. And if yeah. it doesn't go smoothly, it goes the way it's going to go. Yeah, so we have, we have yeah. no choice, in the matter, no matter, right?
2: No, and then we get the ability to respond to it, no mm. matter what. You know, my husband is uh, is, is is a very uh, soft and gentle, protective man, mm. and uh, he, he's lovely. Yeah. I can attest to that.
0: <laughs>
2: and he will say to me, um, you know, is there any if there's if there's a little stress of something going on, he'll say, "Can you do anything about it now?" Mm, mm. you know no uh and you know just take you just just chat through something just like that okay and then you you just feel that it brings you but I guess it brings you back into the center doesn't it mm-hmm. a little bit of of who you are um uh yeah I think I slightly lost track there but yes just that sense of somebody you know just just holding your hand a little bit on mm. on occasions if you need that reminder
1: we do yeah. need reminders. Yeah. <coughs> All mm-hmm. the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I you think know that's Who else needs beautiful. reminders?
1: Who else needs reminders? Who, who do else? you think needs reminders? Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. That's exactly what I was saying. All say.
0: the time. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Yeah. I talk about it in that terms of internal and external scaffolding, you know, yes. it's having having that ability to build those inner resources, which obviously you'd mentioned before, Rachel, you know, you've got your journaling, you've got your meditations, Raphael, mm. you mentioned your gratitude practice and asking for help and all of those little bits and pieces. But then we've got the external scaffolding, which is our support networks, our mentors like Rachel is for me and, you know, um, you had Kat Valentine on the other week as well and she's another person that I've Oof. worked with and, you know, There's these beautiful people that then we go to lean on and it's a different thing than that, Mm. you know, external influence that I talk about Mm. in the subtitle of my book. It's about that scaffolding, the people who can hold your hand and go, have you looked at it from this perspective or have you looked Mm -hmm. at it from this perspective? Mm. And so it gives you that ability to see things from different ways mm. and I think that's really really beautiful and and I love that's you know mm. what you were saying yeah with your husband yeah. and being able yeah. to you know go let's talk this through is this really worth you worrying about now how can this yeah
2: how, how else could it be seen
0: yeah yeah,
2: absolutely. Because we put a lot of or oh, a lot of effort and energy goes into all of that. That's another mm-hmm. thing about the stress. And I'll notice it in 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 practice, for instance. Uh, often people's response uh, when they're upset, angry, frustrated, all sorts of you know emotion coming through, and 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 certain not everybody, but some people respond in this way, and they'll say, "Well, I just don't care." and you you know you interpret it as yeah you, know, you know you really care but you're <laughs> trying to convince yourself that you don't care so mm. i having you know sort of observed this for over quite some time i i i added this and i say this and i don't know if i've ever said it to you amanda i'm not sure that i have but certainly to other clients i say change it to this i just don't care to put my energy there
3: mm.
2: So no, I haven't way, heard that one yet. Right. I like
3: that. So, <laughs> yeah, so
2: uh, you haven't needed mm. it, obviously. It's um, uh, <laughs> just that sense of um, then you're making a choice. So mm. you, you know, then if, for instance, for some reason there is a conflict that pops yeah. up in your life, because they do, other you know, whatever. It's there to teach us a lesson, sure, but it's also on a human level. It's it's just a little bit of something that's cropped yeah. up. Uh, and there's that interaction in a coat you know what it can be like as well Uh, if you overhear a conversation going on between two or three other people uh, I'm going to suggest that women are particularly uh, good at this but you'll hear and she said this and then they did that and you know there's that kind of that there's really in this passionate sort of dialogue um, Mm -hmm. and you think whoa if you could capture the, energe- the, effort, the energy that, mm. that they are sending out into the ether that has very little value whatsoever, you, know, you could probably fuel a car for a few kilometers or something. Mm-hmm. But, so then by just, you know, getting into a, a dialogue yourself or a thought process because of something and you say, hang on, I'm putting an awful lot of energy into this. Do I want to mm-hmm. do that? No, I don't. OK, choice made. Yeah. And so you pull it back. Uh and so again, rather than going in from one stress response to another, to another, you can you can stop it at the outset mm-hmm. and just say, No, I'm not putting my energy there.
3: Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah.
1: it. That that's it. Yeah. Where do you put your energy? Sure. You know, the, the more we talk, the more I keep thinking humans put so much stress mm-hmm. on ourselves compared to the we're the craziest animal if you will yeah. right <laughs> While if you look at other animals the only thing they stress about is getting eaten yeah. or getting mm-hmm. killed right yeah they're, they're not worried about you know anything at mm-hmm. all except those two things right Mm -hmm. it's it's survive survival Mm -hmm. if you will that's Mm -hmm. the only stress that they do have Mm -hmm. and it serves them well Mm -hmm. right because they can sense danger Mm
3: -hmm.
1: but we have been if you will in in a position that we sometimes don't even sense danger so we don't have that gut feeling anymore Mm-hmm. where there is danger where somebody is trying to hurt, hurt us or harm us mm-hmm. and we we put the wrong energy into other things yeah mm-hmm. we put like well they said this about me no who mm-hmm. cares uh-uh. mm-hmm. I, look, you can say anything you want about me mm-hmm. The thing is when I look into that mirror is it true yeah. Is that the mm-hmm. truth? Is that mm-hmm. who I am? Yeah. Did you just say something about me, and then I have to say, "Is that true? Mm-hmm. Is that really who I am?" Yeah. And then
0: that's it.
3: Yeah.
1: So I think if when it's we have true, then who cares?
0: But I think when we have that again, that desire to belong so mm. desperately, yes. and often again, that comes from that trauma response, you know you look at the people who are needy in relationships, it's because they haven't been provided with that love and that belonging and that connection. And so by the time they get it, I heard an analogy today. If we all sat down for a meal right now and, you know, Raphael served us all up a beautiful bowl of pasta and a, you know, glass of water, we would eat it gently, have our conversation, drink our water. Now, if we'd been outside in the bush or whatever it is, for six, seven days without decent food or water, we'd come in and that meal would be a very different mm. oh, yeah experience mm, mm. we would be shoveling it in and drinking our water and there wouldn't be much conversation until our bellies were full enough mm. that's where that neediness I think mm. comes from it's all that underlying trauma mm. that we don't always know exists in us I never understood my desperate need to be seen mm. or heard or held or cared for mm. was actually because I was starved of that for yes. so long yeah. that then my outbursts came just to try and get energy in any which way possible. It was like, Mm. just throw a bit of spaghetti at me, I'll be happy, you know, (laughs) like (laughs) chuck something at me. And it it became that desperate bid for those things that I felt starved of. Mm. And so I think when we've done this work, as we're doing this work, because let's face it, the work is never done, I think that really comes down to, the more self-realised we can become, the more connected we feel, the more that we are in touch with that essence within us of the divinity that comes through us. Mm. And that satiates that hunger Mm. for other things. I think when we haven't been given it, when we've been starved of it, naturally those stresses Mm. come up. And, sure. and that's what we're dealing with I think in terms of expectation again I need you to provide this for me mm.
3: Mm. because
0: otherwise it's not going to work so you know using the gas tap as an example yes you could leave it there but that's not going to work very well mm. for this kitchen. it's not yeah. going to be
2: functional yeah. so it has to change yeah and I yeah. think that's
0: where it comes in
2: Yes. And, and as you're saying all of those, using all of that language as well, the, a, a key word, therefore, as a, you know, as a duality is nourishment. Mm, so yes. we're looking, we're looking for nourishment, we're mm. wanting to be nourished, but there's an expectation that others have to provide that for us. Yes. So again, that inner work is learning, no, no, you know, yes, on to some extent, and mm. it's lovely to share those things with other people, but I can mm. go in and I can nourish myself through, mm. as Raphael said, you know, be- the, the beauty that is around us, mm. the, the, the the things that I have in my life and we all have in our lives that we are grateful for, mm. and that daily practice of gratitude. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of those things that are so nourishing and, and fill... The tank again. That was another of the uh, little parts of the book in terms of you know how we do that and what we what choices we make over something that's nourishing to us, something that brings us uh, energy and nurturing and all of those. And but and yet so many times people make a choice that is taking that away. That mm. is uh, that is less than nourishing.
0: Mm. So
2: yeah. Gosh, what a what a wonderful uh, conversation that uh, around stress. That yet we've made it. It's it we've talked about life, haven't we? We we've have talked about so many beautiful things.
1: Time flies, doesn't it? it? Does. It's it's it been does. A, an hour and somewhat <laughs> minutes, like six, seven minutes, and yeah. I I think we're just at the tip. Right, we we can probably go on for a, a good twelve straight hours here. Sure. Uh, we'll, no we'll have to break for some from some. Uh, I no, don't eat sure. much pasta, by the way. I, I <laughs> would not serve you pasta, but just saying. <laughs> but, you know, I, I love that analogy that we don't always appreciate certain things,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like if I served you plain pasta, not even sauce, right? And water. You'd be like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, but had you not eaten for five days or 12 days, yeah. you would go, man, this is the best thing ever yeah. until you got full. And then you go, do you have something different? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it's the beauty that we can see and we can share with one another. Mm are we fulfilled are we fulfilling not only our passion and our dreams Mm. but are we allowing other people in and how do we accept people Mm. do i accept you as you are Or do I accept you the way I want you to be? Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Man, we have so many topics we can talk about. Oh,
3: yeah. oh yeah. Guess what? (laughs)
1: Never ending. (laughs) It is. So I need you, both of you beautiful ladies, to come on again. Would you do that for me?
0: Uh, You know, I'll always come back, Raphael. I love you. I love you. you.
1: (laughs) And we're going to make sure Celeste has good connections and and she'll be with us next time. So. We're going to get on the calendar, everybody, because I know this conversation (laughs) is going to go on and on and on. And we want everyone to come back and Mm -hmm. listen to not only to insight, but also even some guidance on Mm -hmm. how we can live a better life. We Mm -hmm. don't have to be inundated Mm -hmm. with negativity there is so much positivity in each one of us Mm -hmm. you ladies shared so much knowledge today about how we can have a better life how we can and and amanda i love your book Uh, let me show it again
0: it turns one tomorrow by the way that's it oh wow yeah Yes. Say that again? Yes. It turns one tomorrow. I launched it on the 22nd of the second 22. Look at that, right. right? It's
1: perfect timing, perfect timing. Yeah. So divine messy human. And once you find out that you're messy, you can clean up a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think the, I the more you there. accept
0: and have empathy and compassion for those messy parts of you, which means that they don't need to you know overtake your life because they Mm. can just go excuse me and you go Mm. yes darling what would you like (sighs) they don't have to have the full tantrums because you're Mm. aware of them and you can you know pick them up and cuddle them like you're in a toddler's so Mm. yeah yeah
1: take your behaviors and and i i like that Mm. cuddle them (laughs) yeah yeah
3: yeah. i yeah. love that
1: idea thank you ladies what can i say i am honored thank mm-hmm. you for letting me start this day with both of you thank you i am, I am blessed and and this is also part of my gratitude to be uh, among such giants as yourself so thank you <laughs> yeah
0: thank oh, and you. i'll see you i'll see yes. you as well and
2: thank you amanda as well for <laughs> inviting me to take uh, part it's my absolute I, pleasure i love the work we do together. It's wonderful. Yes,
1: Yes. thank you. Always
2: exciting. All
1: right, everybody, have (laughs) an amazing rest of your day and or evening, depends where you are in the world. Yes. But I always say make it exceptional.
2: Yes. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.